Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Samuel Wesley was a pastor in the Church of England in the late 1600s and the early 1700s. He came from a line of Puritans who were dissenters from the Church of England. But as a result of much study, Samuel came to the decision, as a matter of conscience, to conform to the Church of England. Samuel and his wife Susanna each held strong religious and political beliefs, and they often found themselves in heated disagreement with each other. Susanna told one of her children, "'Tis an unhappiness almost peculiar to our family that your father and I seldom think alike." In the very beginning of the 1700s, Samuel and Susanna had six surviving children, a boy, Samuel, and five daughters. It was then that Samuel and Susanna faced one of the most intense disagreements of their marriage. In a political conflict involving King William III, Samuel was loyal to the king, while Susanna was sympathetic to his opposition. Each night in their family prayers, Samuel would end his prayer with, Bless our sovereign Lord, King William. And Susanna would follow that request with, Amen. But one evening, after hearing from a neighbor that one of King William's opponents had died in exile, Susanna was so angry that when Samuel prayed, Bless our sovereign Lord, King William, Susanna refused to say her customary amen. Her silence infuriated Samuel. And after Susanna had put their children to bed, he confronted his wife about her refusal to amen his blessing. When Susanna's response didn't satisfy Samuel, he knelt down and vowed on the lives of his children that he would never touch Susanna again until she pleaded for God's pardon and for Samuel's for not amening the blessing of the king. Samuel immediately moved to a different bedroom, and for a short time, he even moved to another town. It appeared that they indeed would have no more children. But when their house caught fire and nearly burned down, Samuel's affection for his family brought him to his senses. In August of 1702, Samuel and Susanna began to share the same bedroom again. And in June of 1703, their son John was born, followed later by other children, including their son Charles. When John was five years old, his 11-year-old sister Hetty was awakened by the crackling of fire and the smell of smoke. She ran down the hall and woke up her father, Samuel, who immediately woke up Susanna, who was expecting again, and he got her safely out of the house. As the flames intensified, Samuel went to each room, picked up his son or daughter, and carried them to safety. When he thought every member of his family was safely out of the house, he quickly did a head count and realized that someone was missing five-year-old John. Samuel ran back into the burning house, and he tried to make one more trip up the steps to John's room, but the stairs were engulfed in flames and wouldn't bear his weight. Samuel knelt weeping at the bottom of the stairs, and he committed the soul of his son John to the Lord. Then he went and joined his family. But while Samuel had been saving the lives of the rest of his family members, young John had awakened alone in his room. He opened his bedroom door and saw the hallway filled with flames. So he ran over to the window. He climbed on a dresser. He opened the window, and he stood on the windowsill, looking down at the neighbors below, 
who were working to put the fire out. He saw a large man point up at him, hollering, Look! Another man shouted, I'll go find a ladder. The larger man said, There's no time. Get on my shoulders. The first man stood with his back to the house, while some of the neighbors helped the other man onto his shoulders. That man stretched as far as he could, and he grabbed little John with both hands, pulling him from the fire. They carried the boy to a nearby house where the Wesley family had taken refuge. And when Samuel returned and found his entire family safe, he invited his neighbors to join his family in rejoicing. Come, neighbors, let us kneel down. Let us give thanks to God. He has given me all eight children. Let the house go. I'm rich enough. The preacher, John Wesley, would tell that story many times throughout his life. Quoting Zechariah 3, 2. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Calling himself a brand plucked from the burning. Though those neighbors were surely pleased to have helped save the lives of some precious children, they could not have imagined how great a contribution they had made to the cause of Christ that night. John and Charles Wesley grew up to form one of the greatest evangelistic duos that the gospel ministry has ever known. John with his preaching and Charles with his songwriting. They led a movement within the Church of England that came to be known as Methodism. John is called the father of the Methodist Church. In his lifetime, John Wesley traveled a quarter million miles on horseback, preached over 40,000 sermons, and wrote more than 400 publications. Charles had a gift for writing songs, and because many of his brother's converts couldn't read, he labored to write songs that would teach them doctrine. Some of his best-known songs are Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, and And Can It Be. These two amazing ministries were nearly prevented, first by a quarrel between their parents and then by the burning of their house. Christian, your life is precious to God. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.